Welcome to Cook It. We're Dre and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home-cooked meals for our families. This week, we're still making soulful inspired treats from Black Girl Baking by Jarrell Guy. And like I mentioned last week, we are conquering our zucchini patches with her zucchini bread. Mm-hmm. I like the tentative name you have for the episode. Bread, bread three ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, when we get into talking about our surprise recipes, I think it's fitting. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I look forward to hearing all about yours because I'm curious if it's worth my time to make it. Yes. Yes. Uh, but first, let's talk about this zucchini bread that everyone yeah. is bragging about. <laughs> So, um, like I mentioned before, like, I think everyone has a handful of zucchini bread recipes in their arsenal. I have one that I usually always make, and it was my grandpa's recipe, but it's very rich. There's a lot of oil in it. Uh, It's not healthy. And I think you Mm -hmm. had mentioned you have one, too, that is... Oh, yeah. Definitely not healthy. It's sarcastically Um, labeled as a diet diets of yes. sorry um yeah so i was excited to try this one um that had kind of more whole ingredients mm-hmm. um and as usual i made more than one so i tripled the recipe and i used a whole zucchini and i used a towel to remove as much water as possible but it is tough taking water out of a zucchini like out of shredded zucchini yeah um I also used buckwheat flour instead of whole wheat because mm. I did not plan properly. Um, <laughs> and I used lime instead of lemon juice, again, because of poor planning. Oh, my um, God. So many substitutions. You're not even going to know what the real thing tastes like. I know. Well, I think it's just uh, the zest and yeah. juice of one lemon. So. And I find that buckwheat flour and whole wheat flour are very similar. Mm-hmm. So buckwheat gives it a weird, like, not burnt, but like smoky almost flavor. I don't know. It could be the yeah. brand too. Like I have two different kinds right now. Yeah. And they're two different colors. Uh, well, you can get, um, there is dark. Um, there's like two different versions of buckwheat flour that you can get that I've seen commonly. And one is a dark and one is a light buckwheat. So it could very mm. well be just the kind of buckwheat flour that you're getting. Um, but I've never found it to, especially where it's like zucchini bread, where you've got so many other things going on. I don't find that it changes the flavor or texture when like in comparison to whole wheat flour. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Wayne actually did most of the work for this recipe because I was not feeling the greatest, but I Mm -hmm. wanted to get it made. And so he, uh, followed along my instructions really well. Um, and it was good. My only, my, my only concern was we overdid it on the cinnamon sugar topping. I had Mm. no idea, um, what the ratio for mixing was. I don't, it's not something that I have in my pantry. Mm and there's no um, quantifier for how much to add on top. And like, you can see it on the picture of hers, like there Mm -hmm. as a nice crust. And um, 
I ended up overdoing it. Like there was way too much on top and it didn't really caramelize in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was a it was tasty. Um it was a t- typical straightforward zucchini bread and easy to make. Mhm. What I about agree. you? I agree with all of that. Um <laughs> I made mine in the air fryer cuz I didn't oh. have my oven on for so long. Yeah. And mine it doubles as a baking, like it does have a bake setting. So I tried okay. that, but I know historically it has been a little hotter. So I tried cooking it at a lower temp. Yes. But it got very dark on top after only 30 minutes. And okay. I ended up having to cover the top. Um, I swapped out the milk and zest for just buttermilk because I was like, oh, that's she's only just trying to get you buttermilk. Yes. So whatever. And I didn't think the flavor of the lemon would be all that important. But... I wondered if it was like maybe for browning of the zucchini so that it stayed more green. Oh, maybe. I don't really, uh, I don't know. It didn't really brown. Mine didn't really okay. turn any color. Uh, my my loaf was pale, actually. Like looking at the picture in the book, mine does not look anything like that. Oh. Yeah, my... See, mine... Mine was more like the picture in the book. Mine was not. Maybe cooking it in the oven would have been a better idea. But I was like, again, it was hot. I didn't want to have the oven on for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. I also found the cooking time a little strange. Like usually loaves like that, you would cook for 60 to 70 minutes. Mm -hmm. She only has you go for, what is it, 30? 35 to 40. But she cooks it at a super high temperature, 425. Yeah, so I was like, that's strange. Anyway, when I rolled the zucchini loaf out of the tin, most of the sugar fell off. So I was like, well, obviously that's too much. And I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. That was it. I was like, I was missing a spice or something, like a little nutmeg or cinnamon or anything. Yeah, because there was none of that, right? Only on the top. It was just plain. Very plain. Which is okay from time to time if you just need to use up zucchini and don't want to make this big gluttonous, sweet and fat-loaded zucchini bread. This would be like a good one to make. And it could opt also nicely for like breakfast muffins Mm -hmm. or or school snacks because it's not too, too sweet. You could even omit the top sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's probably what I will pull this recipe out in the future for is for like school snacks or breakfasts. Yeah. I probably won't make this one again. (laughs) It's just a lot of ingredients and like for just a meh zucchini loaf. I would rather make banana bread or that pumpkin bread from weeknight baking, baking, which I was thinking about the other day, dreaming about it. I was like, I wish this was that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I I appreciate having like a not too sweet and I'm going to say humdrum, but I don't mean it in the bad way. Mm-hmm. Um bread that uses up zucchini and is a uh, a hiding vessel for, you know, more veggies in my mm. kids' diet. So that's where I kind of saw it fitting in to my household and even toast it up with a little bit of butter like it would be like a good like morning snack or something 
Yeah, I actually did toast mine. Mm. But I, I also put chocolate chips in it, which oh. I feel vastly improved it. And I was still like, this is just okay. Yeah. Maybe like maybe in the winter months it would be better, but then I'm not trying to use up a ton of zucchini whenever it's cold outside. Like True. I don't know. I don't know. It was fine. It was definitely fine. I think if you were watching your sugar intake and you wanted like a healthier option, then this is probably a good one. But yeah. personally, like if I'm gonna have a loaf cake, like let's just real talk. Any loaf is actually cake. Yes. Like banana bread is cake. And <laughs> you're just making a variation on a pound cake. Now this one was light and fluffy. And but if you wanted like a healthier loaf cake, then yes, this is a wonderful option. Yeah. It still has half a cup of sugar, but really in terms of like how much you're getting per slice, it's probably very little. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if you could do your coconut sugar trick. Probably. Although mm. it's using granulated sugar, which I find is it it's sweeter like it has a different sweetness than brown sugar oh coconut sugar is a good swap for brown sugar yeah yes i do plan on trying that but i'm like i don't know i hate to to waste (laughs) i hate to waste my time but i like i trust you so i'm definitely going to try it i just will make sure that i'm swapping out brown sugar yes brown sugar Mm -hmm. so okay well just to keep you in the loop I'm looking at Nana's, my Nana's cookbook. Yes. Two, two cups of brown sugar in her, in the banana bread recipe. Oh my. And a whole cup of oil. Oh my gosh. And then only two cups of grated zucchini. But I feel like I've had it before and it's quite delicious. Well, I, I mean, if it's going to have that <laughs> much of sugar and oil, it better be delicious. Although... There's one, it's now that I'm reviewing cookbooks, I'm very like laser focused on things. There's one half glazed cherries, but it doesn't have like an amount. Oh. Like how, how like one half of a pint, one half of a cup? Like what are we talking about? <laughs> and what's a glazed cherry? Would that be like a maraschino cherry or um, like it's probably like the glacé ones you can you can get at the like bulk barn. Oh. They're okay. just like candied, but not quite like hard. what you would put in like fruit cake. Yeah, maybe. Yes, or mm. like a cherry cake. So oh. they're not wet; they're just kind of like sticky. But they're not also not hard. They're still soft. Interesting. Hmm. Uh. So, <laughs> like, I'm, no. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm out. No. <laughs> I'm not making it either. I remember it being good, but I like two two cups of brown sugar, and the one we're looking at has half a cup total. That's yeah. funny. P.S. If you are trying to get the tea towel, is a really good idea for getting water out of zucchini, but yeah. so is just um, kitchen paper, like uh, bounty or whatever. I just oh, do like several layers and then I squeeze it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm actually. Um, adding on my Christmas list um non-paper paper towels yeah uh I'm very intrigued by them but they're quite an investment and so I would pr- I would like to have two rolls of them because we use quite a bit having young children and I would like to eliminate my paper towel use what um, are these things bamboo 
Um, yeah. So there's some that are bamboo. They're usually they're made out of like a, a thin, um, a thin, but absorbent cloth type mm-hmm. and they're two ply and they roll onto like a paper towel roll type thing so that you could put it on your, your pull thingy. I don't mm-hmm. have a pull thingy, but, um, but yeah, I also like, I, ha- cause a lot of them have wild colors and I'm very monochromatic in my kitchen. So I would mm-hmm. want like black, gray, white and not even white if possible, because I wouldn't want them to get stained easily. Mm-hmm. So. You know that paper is a renewable resource, right? Yes. <laughs> However. <laughs> uh, okay. So like, of so- all the things in my kitchen, that is the one I don't worry about the most because I'm like, it's going to decompose really fast and then we can plant more trees. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's expensive. Paper towels are expensive. Fair enough. I don't really go through that much. Yeah. We go through stints, so I'm trying to even reduce those stints more. So Yeah. I don't like doing that much laundry because uh, I find, like, our laundry mach- machine uses a lot of water and stuff, so I, I don't Yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I did my time with the cloth diapers. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. Ditto. <laughs> yeah. So, so what did you make this week? I was going to ask you what you made, but I can go first. I made, tell me all about it. <laughs> I made the blistered tomato sheet pizza on page 115. I made it for that book club that I talked about in our last episode. Mm. Uh, and uh, so it was part of kind of like the very low touch individualized meal that I made for the people who attended. And it was delicious. That's a perfect uh, option because you could have it pre-cut and even on different plates already. Like Yes. Yep. Easy. Doesn't so, even have to be hot. <laughs> no, exactly. It was not a quick recipe though. So no. the crust, it um it has two rises. Yeah. Um so the first rise I can't oh, is an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while that's rising, you roast tomatoes to make this tomato sauce mm-hmm. and it's it's a really delicious tomato sauce. It was actually really good. I made it with fresh tomatoes from the garden and fresh herbs from the garden too. Mm. Um, and then you pat out your dough and you like let it like stretch into the pan and then you rise it for another 30 minutes. So that's like two hours of rise time. Mm-hmm. And then you cook it at a super, super hot heat. You cook it at 500 until the bottom is like really crispy. Mm-hmm. And the cheese portion is optional. So I did not add cheese. I opted for like a cheeseless. And it was almost like a tomato, blistered tomato topped focaccia. Mm. Um, and like but it acted really well as a focaccia and even the method she uses where you let it like sit and stretch into the pan and then you like kill the pockets with your fingers by punching it down just with oiled tipped fingers and you add mm-hmm. olive oil to the top. Um, and then the tomato sauce that they have you make has a half of teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes mm. and black pepper and it, and eight cloves of garlic. And so you get a real nice little bite of spice with it. And 
it was a winner. Like I, even though it was time consuming, it's something that I would make again. Um, I actually had, there was some leftover pieces and I toasted them up the next day and had them with an egg because I love like having alternative toasts with eggs. <laughs> um, mm. And it was really good that way too. So I, I think that you should make this <laughs> for sure. And I, I would love to be able to kind of find ways to like cut down some of the steps a little bit. So it's not so time consuming. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe have the sauce made, you know, and jarred in the freezer. So I just have to worry about the crust because part of the time consuming part was the sauce too, like taking all that time to roast and blend and get them all delicious and ready to put on the pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds a lot like a recipe I do make, which is a focaccia with a tomato sauce. And it's some, yeah. that's something that my aunt always brings when she comes to visit from Montreal. It's okay. like this, I don't know. It's like, I think they call it tomato pie, but it's bread with tomato sauce on top and no cheese. And it is so good. She, she always serves it like she gets it that day and we eat it cold. And I like stuff it into my face as fast as possible because it's yes. so good. And I've tried to replicate it, but... I'm not as I'm not there. So I would be definitely interested in trying this recipe because it looks delicious. Yeah. And I think a key too is the like I cooked mine on my stoneware bar pan. And mm-hmm. I think that is like a key factor in this because the stoner bar pan allows you to get that like almost kind of ovened feel on a crust of like on a bread crust. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I may try it on my regular sheet pan and see how it goes. At 500, it should should do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's it's not – like you were saying earlier, you didn't want to have the oven on when it was hot. Like you're running the oven at 400 to like roast tomatoes, and then you're running it at 500 to cook this pizza. Like it's not a hot day recipe. Um, Mm. It's going into the fall. It's definitely like a good way to – use up tomatoes and warm up the house a little bit. Yeah. I could see like once tomato season is sort of, you know, whenever all the tomatoes ripen all at the same time. Yes. I could see you making big batches of this for the freezer. Yes. Yeah. I It's rolling in my head. It's like, yeah. what do I have to do to <laughs> get this to be a thing? Well, yeah. And if you really don't love the lo- lengthy um crust you could always sub in your own crust like you but the crust the was so thing. good though drea like it was i don't know that it would be the same with my usual crust did you use the white whole wheat flour i did yeah oh i was thinking like i could sub in i'm almost out of the white whole wheat and i don't know if i'll buy it again so i was yeah. like oh, i could probably just use regular whole wheat yeah i have well, I- well, okay. I don't know if it was white whole wheat. I use, I got the whole wheat that was available at the store. Okay. So, I think I got my white whole wheat at the bulk store. So Okay. It's the only place I could find it. Yeah. And now I'm running out and I'm like, this is just like <laughs> regular whole wheat. <laughs> now, my you mentioned at the top of the episode that we're doing bread three ways. So we did zucchini bread. I did mm-hmm. pizza bread. What bread did you make? I made peanut butter jelly bread Ooh. because I had peanut butter powder, which I bought on a whim, and I wanted an excuse 
to use some of it. I so I peanut butter powder, and it tickled my fancy. Ah, well, I will say, it's like you open the jar and it just hits you in the face like peanut butter. It's crazy. Oh. Um. Well, look at that. It's all swirly. Yeah, it's built-in jelly, and so she doesn't like um, peanut butter. She doesn't want that much peanut butter in her peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Just like a whiff of peanut butter. So that's basically what this bread provides. It's just like a faint scent of peanut butter. Mm. But you put it the powder in with the dough and you mix it all up. And then you smush on the jelly. And in my case, I used Faux Mama strawberry jam because that's what we love. Yes. I, um, you roll out the dough, put the jam on it, and then you just roll it up and bake it. It looks uh, really good. And it, it sounds super simple. It looks better in hers than it does in mine. <laughs> um, one thing I didn't realize, so I'm notorious at not reading the whole recipe before I get started. How often I'll be like mid recipe and then be like, uh oh, I have to wait an hour for this. <laughs> I need it now. Um, so I was rolling out the dough and getting ready to shape it. And it's like grease to nine by five tins. I'm like two, what do you mean two? And it even says two nine inch loaves, but um, I, man, you don't need two loaves. You need one. No. Cause they made two puny loaves that look kind of sad. And they only had the one swirl. They didn't have like the back and forth like hers does. Okay. So like, if I cut it in two uh, next time, I might just stack one on top of the other so that oh. you get a nice a nice bunch of swirls instead of just one. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. It was okay. Um, I ended up with a really big air pocket in mine because of how I rolled it. So that okay. was an ideal, but whatever. Um, the kids are eating it, which is a plus. Although I kind of assumed that they would, which is why I made it. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I might now, just make one loaf next time. Peanut butter powder would still be an allergen, like for school lunches. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. And for our listeners, um, this recipe is on page 174 um, of the paper paper book. Because yeah. Drea is working out the e-book. Yeah, so I can just press command find for yeah. any of my finding needs. Very handy, actually. This, um, I, I really want to try this. I may have to buy the peanut butter powder next time I see it in the store. Mm, well, it went on sale at my favorite giant box store. And I was like, yes. And yes. I, so I bought it. And it was like, I don't know, it was like seven bucks or something. So I have a giant a giant jar and I know I have another one somewhere but I could not find it <laughs> in uh, your pantry spaces <laughs> yes in my pantry of doom I could not find it so I'm still now, thinking about it dear listeners what, about what I'm going to do with that pantry what um what else would you use your peanut butter powder for is this the first time you've used it yes it okay. actually is now I was like pretty gung ho at the time to like uh, use it for diety things and put it in smoothies and whatever. I haven't yet to put it in a smoothie, uh, but the 
the PB and me or PB two, cause there's two different brands that uh, yeah. make peanut butter powder. Anyway, they have recipes on their website and Ooh. I've saved some, but do you think I can remember what they are? <laughs> I can't. Not on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if I can do butter powder. Nope. Got nothing. Uh, so, like, I don't know. They Like, if you wanted to do protein balls or any of that stuff, they I think they have, like, a peanut butter fudge. I don't know. They have it, and it there. And it's the PB2 that you have? I have, yes, I have PB2. Okay. And I have the no sugar added one. They actually have, like, a variety of of powders and they look pretty cool there's one that has cocoa built in oh. and you can you can rehydrate it and make um yeah oh. so you can make it as thick or as loose as you want I just like I don't know I haven't gotten around to it <laughs> this is what? classic me but they like they put it in the almond powder in oatmeal bowls and all kinds of different stuff would you add it to a smoothie too I think I would just for like that peanut butter flavor. Cause sometimes I don't know, you don't want to add extra liquid to a smoothie, but you want yeah. like extra protein or you want that flavor. Yeah. I don't really care about extra protein in my smoothies, but if you did, it would be extremely helpful. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. so. And Ooh, I think or for truffles. Say you wanted to make like a peanut butter chocolate truffle and then roll it in the peanut butter powder instead of cocoa. Oh, that'd, that'd be good. Yummy. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> I I might have to add peanut butter powder to my next grocery list. And if I see it, especially if it's on sale, add that to my pantry. Oh, yeah. And there's a mousse recipe that I found that I was like, that's very interesting. You could probably also make peanut butter ice cream really easily with this because you could add it to the milk yeah instead of like so icy yes sometimes they have you swirl in real peanut butter but I was uh -huh. like this is probably that's probably a better way anyway wow yeah well episode 27 folks sponsored by peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> and all things peanut buttery <laughs> I love it. Um, I uh, I'm glad that the peanut butter and jelly bread turned out good, and that it's getting eaten. I Me feel too. like if you had to rate the zucchini bread against it, that it would win over, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I might actually make this one again, whereas I probably won't make the zucchini bread again. Just oh, okay. You know, I like well, variety. I feel like next week's recipe is going to crush both of those breads because next week we are going to make the sea salt butterscotch tart that is on page 24. And let me tell you, it looks decadent without being super sweet and full of fat. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. Most of my custard tarts are like, oh, full cream? Sure. Why not? Yeah. So this one uses coconut oil um, mm -hmm. or butter and coconut sugar and coconut milk. 
for the filling. And then it also uses um, coconut oil or butter, granulated sugar, and almond flour for the shortbread crust. So I'm, this just, it all sounds perfectly delicious to me. And then flake sea salt and sliced Granny Smith apples, like for topping. It just, I'm excited. And I'm excited to see how it compares to the regular butterscotch pie that I make. Mm-hmm. It's one yeah. inch, one nine inch round tart or one four by 14 inch tart. The oblong oh, kind. Mm. That would be like the long one, like the uh, yeah. level of effort tart. Yeah. You could probably also get four little ones out of this, but yeah, that's what I might do. I think I'm going to do it in a round one. Yeah, I was just thinking if I do four small ones tonight, that means whenever I serve somebody, they have to eat a quarter of the pie. (laughs) (laughs) You could cut them in half. True, but then it's not as pretty. And and we'll see how this sets up. Maybe I don't want to be cutting anything in half. We'll see, yeah. But Mm. um, do you have any concerns about it? Is this bringing back level of effort tart, like post-traumatic stress? Or are you feeling good going into this tart? I don't think so. I think it's going to be good because I don't have to brown the butter. <laughs> like the <laughs> the um, coconut oil is actually really good at room temperature. Yes. So like it's handleable. And then I can see it firming up well in the fridge, which I assume you have to do. Yeah. Freezer uh, for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then. And bake- yeah. And I really love almond crust. Like. It just adds a lot of flavor and complexity, and I obviously always have ground almonds yeah. in my freezer. So I've never made an almond meal um, shortbread crust, so mm. I am interested to see how it bakes up and how it tastes. So. Yeah. Do you? Oh, you press the mixture evenly into the bottom. So we don't have to roll it out or anything. We just have no. to smush it in there. Yes, exactly. Perfect. I will take my time this time to smush it evenly (laughs) instead of having a wonky tart. (laughs) Nobody wants a wonky tart. Yeah, I like that wonky tart. (laughs) Uh, That's funny, wonky. I just pre-ordered a cookbook by a food blogger from Ireland, Mm -hmm. and her um, it's called the Wonky Spatula. Nice. Yeah. So. Who's the food blogger? Uh, the Wonky Spatula. Oh. But she, yeah. I don't know what her real name is. <laughs> mm, like, oh, Nic- Nicola something. Nicola oh. um, Holleron. The Wonky Spatula. is Yeah. And I love listening to her Instagram stories, like mm-hmm. listening to her speak in the Irish accent. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, there's one that and I the started listening to. Too. Oh, yes. The food does look good. There's one yeah. lady called Gemma. I want to say her last name is Stafford. She was a judge on Nailed It. Okay. And she is originally Irish, but I think she lives in California. And uh, she her her blog is pretty, pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So. These look good. Barrelized potato egg baskets. Are you looking at the wonky spatula? Definitely. <laughs> okay. 
You can't tell me about something and then be like, but don't look. Don't get distracted. <laughs> so while while I've distracted you, is there something – okay, think of your current cooking routine. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you feel that you're missing right now? Order. Order. <laughs> Any kind of a plan? Yes, that's what I'm missing. Yeah. Uh. Right now, I feel like I just, I come up with dinner ideas on the spot. This week, my daughter made the meal plan because she was like, what did she want? Oh, she wanted pizza, but I had already gotten out an entire chicken and I was like, we're eating a whole chicken. And she was like, but I want pizza. (laughs) Like, okay, tell you what, tell you what, you can have pizza another night. And then I was like, what else do you want? Meatballs. I'm like, great. What else do you want? Burgers, like perfect. So we had when they can contribute like that, though. Well, and like I had all the stuff, and we just came up with side dishes, and they made the pizza themselves actually, which was pretty cool because I had those little non breads. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I had, and they finally figured out how to sauce and how to put ingredients on top. So I just like had prep bowls full of chopped up ingredients, and I was like, go to town, enjoy. So good. Yeah. And then they're really funny. My son is like, okay, mommy, you handle the oven part and we'll handle the putting together part. And I was like, that sounds great. And so once he was all, he had it all put together and he was like, okay, mommy, we're going to leave. And I was like, okay, great. Please leave the kitchen. That's hilarious. We got this mom. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, mommy. And I still make him call me mommy. He tried to switch to mom and I was like, unacceptable. (laughs) Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. I am, you know, I, and you know, I am the meal planner extraordinaire, but going into the summer months and I've been on an extended vacation from work, not, Mm -hmm. not like in a negative way. I just had a lot of built up vacation and had to take it. Um, I have lost my way of meal planning. And so every week I'm still like writing down the days of the week and the things that I would like to make. A lot of them are related to this podcast. It's like, Oh, I want to make this, this and this Mm -hmm. from our book, but I'm only getting in like a rough sketch, like two or three planned meals a week. And the rest I'm really winging it. Yeah. And I miss the structure of having like a set meal plan. And I'm hoping that with the school year, like it will help me get back into things, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, but being working remotely on a full-time basis right now is almost giving me too much flex in my daily routine. So yeah. I need more structure. It's like you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm craving more structure right now. I uh, I like to have a list of meals that I have all the ingredients for in my house. Yeah, you've already. talked about that before. Yeah, and that's like that's how I work best because I'm like, then I can think like, oh, well, I can incorporate these leftovers into this meal or I can, you know, like mix and match whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Or if I just really don't want to make something, I'm like, we're not having that tonight. We're going to have this other thing because I'm very... um changeable is what we call it in my house. (laughs) 
principle, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. But like, not, I can understand. Meal plan dictate you. You're dictating. <laughs> yes, exactly. And but I like when we don't have a plan, it makes me extremely not anxious, but like it's just overwhelming because you're like, yeah. everyone's counting on me. I have to figure out what we're gonna have for dinner. Yeah. Nobody else has any ideas. Like it can be yeah. a lot. Yeah. Agreed. So I I need to get back into it. I that was definitely my strength um, in the past. And over the past like month or so, I've fallen off the wagon. So I need to get back into it. Um, and uh, yeah, just looking for that structure again. Yeah, you need a reason to do it too. Like part of it is if there's no starter into the week, then what what's like the motivator? Exactly. Make your plan. Yeah. And like if you don't have specified shopping days, you can go whenever. So it's not like you have to make your plan by Friday. So you can shop on Saturday. So you can prep on Sunday. So you can do all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I think with the return to school, though, you'll definitely feel more of that rigidity. That's my hope. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. Yeah. Got this. I'm I'm definitely excited. Like I um I'm enjoying cooking from this cookbook and you know having a plan of attack for these recipes. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to our bake for next week, which is that tart, and that's kind of shaping my plan for this next week. <laughs> yeah. I'm just anyway, I'm struggling to eat all of the delicious baked goods. Like, oh, we're only a family of four and there's no one to palm this off on. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that blistered t- tomato sheet pizza, that uh, that should be a a nice break if you do decide to make it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I may make it for lunch, though, instead mm. of for dinner. Mm-hmm. Just because I know the kids, like, they aren't going to want the spice and I don't know how they're going to feel about the garlic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 They'll definitely help me eat this tart though, I think. I hope so. If they if they know what's good for them, they will. Right? Delicious <laughs> caramel syrup inside. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So it's me. It is you. I know what I'm doing. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. By rating and reviewing us, you help others find us. Bye for now.